Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, welcome to the A-Game Podcast. It is Memorial Day 2021. Uh, I'm just sneaking a quick episode in just so I can stay consistent. I know I missed a, a day here or there, so I'm getting back on track. Every Monday and Thursday, I'll be putting out an episode. So uh, some big things have been happening. Been on some, uh, obviously, I was on the Bigger Pockets podcast. If you guys have not listened to that, um, that was a huge, huge um, opportunity and a, just a great experience overall. I felt very honored that those guys uh, had me on, man. It was just, it was a big deal. I didn't expect at all to be asked to be on there. And uh, it was really cool. I was very nervous. Um, it was a very different experience being a guest. You know, I've been uh, like, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. It's just it's very weird when you look back, you know, after uh, being a host, being in the guest seat's a little bit different, especially when you're under uh, time constraint, you know, and you're trying to make sure you're you're getting good quality value in there and and you have all these stories and all these experiences, and then you get asked about them, and your mind goes blank on like the details. It's it's kind of crazy. We're gonna do a full recap on that episode and some of those topics. I think they were all good teaching points and good teaching topics, and about my experience as a whole. Um, you know, dealing with David Green and Brandon, and and even their producer Eric Nuts, and it, it, it was great. It was a great experience. So I do want to talk about that. I do want to go into that. Right now, I'm in New York. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, got back to doing some jujitsu. Got to see. Some of my heroes and friends spent some time with Ray Longo, Matt Sarah, Sean Cooper, Mark O'Connell, uh, you know, Hulk Smash, Gershon, a bunch of my jiu-jitsu buddies spent time with my family and definitely my dog. So that's been amazing. I don't know people are um, doing their family thing, doing the holiday thing, uh, doing all the honeydews around the house, having barbecues. So I uh, hope everybody's enjoying their Memorial Day. And thank you again for anybody who, you know, served, is serving, has served in the past. And uh, obviously, that's what Memorial Day is all about is those the people that did what they did so we could do what we do. So, you know, I just always try and be thankful that I remember that the military people in my life that I've uh, come across have all been some of the most amazing people. So strange times, but you got to remember what's important. So uh, thank you again. And I hope everybody's having a safe and happy Memorial Day. I know I'm just going to make this a short, basic, brief episode. Um, a lot of new people have reached out to me since the Bigger Pockets podcast. So generally I'll have a, uh, a really good guest on on Monday and we'll do some topics. And then uh, occasionally I'll do a solo episode on like a Thursday. Um, but Mondays and Thursdays is generally when this podcast comes out, generally about an hour long, Thursdays a little bit shorter. Um, and we'll kind of go over things and just dissect some things. If you want to find me on Instagram or on any social media and write to me, connect with me. Um, I've gotten hit with uh, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, emails, phone calls, everything. So it's been really cool. I've gotten uh, literally like thousands of people reaching out since that episode came out. So I appreciate it. I have not gotten back to everybody, but I promise I will this week when we get things back on track, deal with some family stuff, but nick at nick.com slash links is all the ways to contact me. Um, you can also join our Facebook group, which I just started putting together. That's on there. We'll start putting some contact on, on there this week. If anybody wanted the free checklist that I talked about on the Bigger Pockets podcast, nicknicknick.com slash bigger pockets to get that checklist on the ways that you can add value as a wholesaler or even a realtor really. Um, to your buyers, just so you can separate yourself a little bit. So I put that together and something I use to put some tutorials in there. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Uh, that's free on that site as well. 
And if you want to do some real estate, just contact me. Let's talk about getting into some deals together. Whether you want to buy properties from me, sell properties to me, partner up on some properties, or just talk about business opportunities or jujitsu. You know, I'm happy to talk to anybody about jujitsu. I'm just happy to connect. So thank you for everybody that's been reaching out. It's really exciting to meet all you and, uh, you know, meet some like-minded people in the, in the uh, real estate arena. So I'm excited about it. Uh, this particular episode, um, I do want to preface, um, keep in touch because I, I, I talked on the bigger podcast about a deal I recently did um, where we wholetailed it made over 100 grand in less than three weeks. I'm going to dissect that deal in detail on um, one of the new up and coming podcasts over the next week or two. And uh, I'm also going to talk about some other cool stuff and some other deals we're doing on the multifamily side and really give some some step-by-step tactical stuff and some lessons learned and some some cool value-add things that you guys can pick up from some of the experiences I went through and really talk actual numbers. Um, I planked a little bit when they asked me some of the numbers on there because I just hadn't really gone through it yet on a sheet. But um, yeah, so that'll be cool. So anybody looking for some technical advice or some actual real deal experience breakdowns, um, check out this podcast for the next couple of weeks because those ones are going to be coming out. But today's episode is about professional breakups. So... It's been interesting because you hear a lot like, hey, when is it the best time to fire somebody? When is it the best time to, I guess, you know, quote unquote, break up with somebody professionally, whether it's a partner or a marketing company or, you know, whoever's doing your SMS campaigns or maybe even a mentor or whatever it is. And more and more, I'm starting to realize that you you look for that hidden gem of, hey, who's got this secret thing that I haven't seen yet or that I don't know about that I can go talk to or it's this one piece that I'm missing. And, you know, you'll have people telling you, hey, go use this person, go use this company. They're the best. They're awesome. They've changed my whole business. And then I don't have the same experience with it. You know, and, and I, I, this one company in particular that I've been trying to work with, they came very highly recommended. And it's been literally months of me trying to work with them because I thought that they were the best. I heard they were the best but I just do not get it. Like I, I'm not communicating with them. Well, it's constantly problems with communication. There's constantly problems with their services. There are constantly problems with the software. And then I have to find them, which is what I thought I was hiring them for. Cause you know, I've, I've had to learn those things. So I don't take the experience back because it's taught me a lot, but you know, I went and I started interviewing some other companies to say like, all right, look, it, it, it just might be time. Like this, this, something's not working. So Rather than, you know, having my partner listen to me complain every single week, I started talking to other people and other people were having the same problem. So I started interviewing other companies and one of the guys at the new company said something really interesting that triggered this podcast. And he was like, look, you're going to go to all these different companies that all basically say they do something different than everybody else. He's like, I'm telling you, we really don't. We all kind of do the same thing. A lot of us use the same programs. The programs all kind of work the same. And the more you know, the more you can adjust a little bit for what you need specifically. He's like, but there's really no secret. Nobody has really this proprietary crazy software, nothing that's going to change your business dramatically. He's like, what I would say to you is figure out which one you work best with and whichever one you work best with, that's the one that you're going to have the best experience with and, and it's going to work the best for you. And that's what I've always told real estate students of mine that come in that I've mentored I always tell them like, pay attention to who you work best with, whether it's a contractor, a lender, a realtor, because it's a relationship just like any other relationship. It's business, but it's still a relationship. And you wouldn't hopefully keep dating the same person that you constantly have bad dates with because somebody else said, hey, they're, they're a keeper. You might not want to break up with them. They're hot. They're awesome. They're fun. They're funny. They're wife material, their husband material. And you're going, well, I don't see it. You know, I don't get along with them. They don't make me laugh. They're sloppy. They're dirty. They don't like the same movies. They don't have the same taste in music. They, we just don't get it. We don't like the same food, but I'm going to keep dating them because somebody else said that they were really good to date and they were a catch. 
And that's kind of what I'm finding again with these companies. So I think at some point when you're starting out, you don't really even know what to ask if, if it's new, you know, if it's new, if it's something new, if it's just like a realtor or a lender or something that you already, you already have experience and you're not really learning things. You're just kind of seeing which one's a good fit. Then I love that too, because there are at some point going to be, you know, three or four or five of the same people that are doing the same thing and they can all do equally the same job for you. But the way that you communicate with that person and the way you get along and interact with them is going to completely dictate the experience that you have with them. So obviously the people who referred that company to me that were having a great experience, they have great communication with that team because that's how they communicate. So whatever's going on there, they get along well, whether they're texting or emailing or SMS or, um, you know, they're doing some like within software chat or whatever they're doing for the amount of times they communicate and the medium that they communicate on that's working for them and it's working for their business. So they're having a great experience. Obviously there's something different for the way that I need to communicate or the level that I'm at, whether it's lower than them or higher than them or whatever it is. Um, that's just different. So going and having those conversations and figuring out, it's going to keep completely dictate that. So at some point, you know, after two or three months when you feel like, okay, now I have enough questions and and answers to those questions that I have a basic idea of, of what I want and what do I what do I need. Now I'm asking for it and I've had to ask for the same thing three, four or five times and it's still not getting done. At this point, now I have to start looking somewhere else. So when you start to find yourself having conversations with realtors, lenders, marketing teams, um, you know, even if it's your social media campaign manager, whatever it is you're using them for, employees, real life people, husbands, wives, whatever, coaches, mentors, if you find yourself constantly getting off of those calls and being frustrated, completely emotionally drained of your energy and not in a better spot than you were when you started that you're actually more confused or that call that you were getting to solve some problems and now figure out how you guys can move ahead and you wind up actually getting backed up again with more problems and you feel like you're deeper in the hole than you were when you started and now the people around you are starting to point out like hey every time i talk to you after you talk to them you're in a bad mood this is a problem you're not getting nowhere you're frustrated and now you're literally starting to dread the next call you're avoiding it you're pushing it off they don't even really have any value you're paying for the calls and you don't even care if you're on them or not it is beyond time to break up professionally with the person at that point, you know, and again, it doesn't mean that that's a bad lawyer or a bad realtor or a bad lender. And maybe it does, but not all the time. Sometimes it's just a bad fit for you. So I think that there's a couple of different tiers here. Yes. There's companies that when you're starting out, any company you go to, so, you know, I keep going back to jujitsu, you know, if you're a white belt training with a blue belt, training with a purple belt, training with a brown belt, for the most part, you're going to learn stuff. You know, there's, again, there's exceptions to every rule and don't, you know, hold me to everything, but you know, for the most part, if you have somebody that, that's teaching and you're coachable, you'll learn stuff, you know, and then at some point, maybe you're, you're new and you're a white belt in something, you're training with the blue belt and they're teaching you some new stuff that you're going, cool, this makes sense. They're helping with the basic principles and the basic foundations of what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right. And then you start to ask them some more high level questions. Well, hey, I got this now. I understand. But why am I doing this? What about that? And now they're going uh, and they're obviously giving you bad information. They're making it up when they're saying that they're not, they, they don't really know. They're just guessing. And now they're giving you bad advice. And now you go talk to a purple belt or you talk to a brown belt and they go, I don't know who told you that. That wasn't good advice. And you go, well, he did. Well, you shouldn't be training with him anymore. Don't take advice from him. Just roll with him or just whatever with him. But you start to need higher level people at higher level mentors. It doesn't mean that the experience you had with that blue belt or that, that company or that realtor 
didn't help you, you know, but you grow out of relationships at some point. And one of the things that really was a deal breaker for me for the most part was I learned some stuff that I knew for a fact was done a certain way. And then I asked, Hey, why would you do this? Because that's not how that works. And they went, Oh yes, it is. And they were very confident and they were wrong because they would rather have guessed and held their ground on what they said than giving me the right advice or ask somebody else to confirm that. And now I can't trust their advice anymore. So at that point, when you're working with somebody and money's on the line or your time is on the line and being wasted, again, you're a fight or something, your health's on the line. When you're getting advice from somebody who's supposed to be helping you, mentoring you, coaching you, especially if you're paying them, and you find yourself in a place that you can no longer trust their advice and you're second guessing it, it is again, time to break up. So it doesn't have to mean you're not friends. It doesn't have to mean you're not cool. It doesn't have to be nasty, but at some point, you know what? Like it's just business. It's just life. And like any other breakup, generally you're scared to do it. You're afraid that what if I go somewhere else and it gets even worse? What if the next person's even more trouble? I put so much time and so much energy and so much money or whatever into this relationship already to start over again is terrifying. And I don't want to go through all these whole things and get to know somebody all over again and learn their processes. But you know what? The experiences that you learn from that first one are going to help you learn quicker what you want, what you don't want, how you work well, how you don't work well, when you want to talk, when you don't want to talk, what you need to know, what you don't need to know, what you need to be in the loop on, what you don't need to be in the loop. Like, so those experiences, like anything else, it's like this podcast, you know, so it amazes me because I feel like I don't know anything even after 15 years. And then I'll talk to people and I'm going to, and I go, well, what can I possibly tell you that's going to be going to be interesting? And then they ask questions and I just throw out these answers that sound very basic to me because they're things that just seem so obvious, but they're not to somebody who hasn't been in those situations or been through those things or made the wrong decision three, four, five times like I have to finally figure out like, okay, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't put your hand here. Don't put your money on that. Don't hold this property too long. Don't try and whatever it may be. So you know, those experiences all help shorten the curve. And, th and that's what that's doing. So like, again, any other breakup, usually when you go to somebody else and you do find that right person that's working well with you and communicating well with you, you go, oh man, this is so much better. People around you start, oh man, you're so much better to talk to. You were annoying me. You were getting grumpy, whatever. I didn't want to talk to you after you got the call with them. And you start going, I wish I would have done that three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago. So, you know, again, the, the tagline I've said for years to my students is be very slow to hire and be very quick to fire. And sometimes now I find myself being a pain in the ass when people are trying to talk to me about maybe paying for their program or hiring them or making a decision. I'm slow about it now. And I make sure I ask those questions and I don't just jump in and give my credit card over and sign a check because I know that there's good out there and I know that there's bad out there. And I just wanna make sure I'm weighing my options because I don't wanna waste their time or my time. And I know that if I can find the right one, and I can find the person. That's kind of a test too that I didn't really think about, you know? Like there's this one guy I'm going back and forth with on and he's great and I know that he's great. And I know people that have trained with him that have told me that he's great and I've been impressed with him and I'm sure it's gonna be value, but I'll go back and forth with my partner and we'll just ask like, hey, well, what about this? And what about that? Ask him this before we finish signing up. Ask him this before we register. Ask him this before we take his training. And I go back and forth. And, and I think part of that is, you have to be comfortable asking questions to the person that's going to be mentoring you or teaching you. So there's definitely some people that are my mentors now, and I always have new mentors and I always will, but I get a defensive answer 
when I ask questions, it's always kind of almost back on you a little bit. And not that it won't take responsibility for stuff, but there's not really, um, it got to the point where it almost became now I'm hesitant to ask questions because I don't feel like the question is really being heard. You know, I start to go through, Hey, let me talk about what I have going on and you're getting cut off. And so I'm like, all right, well, I don't really feel comfortable really even getting my questions out. So this is probably not the best fit for me right now. And I think that's part of the vetting process is when you're going through and signing up. Yeah. I feel like I'm bothering the guy. I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't be texting him asking this other thing, but then it's like, no, you know what? I should, because if they don't have the patience for me to feel comfortable with my decision and feel comfortable with my questions, even before signing up, how am I going to feel comfortable going to that person with my real estate questions or my money questions or my finance questions or my social media questions or my marketing questions, if I'm already feeling like I'm bothering the person and they're not patient with me. So ever wanted to play the drums or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. That is part of that vetting process is like, hey, you know, and people come to me when we're doing deals together, and like, um, I just had this, this experience that there's somebody that's interested in buying a multifamily from me. They don't have a ton of experience in multifamily. So I'm helping them find the deal. I'm helping them screen the deal, but I didn't have all the information yet. And I told them that. So I was like, look, I'm still waiting on the rest of the information. This still looks like it fits your buy box, but let's figure it out. I'm going to put it aside for you. I'm not going to market to anybody else. And they had some questions and they said, Hey, you know what? We're not hundred percent on this. We still have to figure out X, Y, and Z. We still didn't get this information. And I said, yeah, no, I wouldn't expect you to commit to this without having all that info. This is just a preliminary. This is okay. We think this looks good. Let's see if it does. Let's lock it up and let's look deeper. And if it doesn't, cool, but let's go through it together and learn this process together. And that's what I'm here to help you with. That's where my value comes in. Like I talked about in the Bigger Pockets podcast, I, I'm going to help you screen your team, screen the deal, go over the pros and cons, interview different people, help you with the financial side of it, help you with the insurance, help you with the paperwork. So going over that stuff. And every time they email me, and this happens with pretty much everybody, for the most part, sometimes people are kind of rude, but you know, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. I hate to keep asking you, but it's like, hey, you're spending a few hundred thousand dollars with me. If you don't feel like you can ask me questions about the thing that you're spending a few hundred thousand dollars on, then I, you probably shouldn't be working with me or you need to look at yourself and find out why you have the insecurity, but I'm never gonna make you feel bad about wanting to make sure that you understand your investment and you understand where your money's going and you're clear on what I say. Because again, sometimes I'm saying something and I think I gave a clear answer, but for some reason, the person didn't understand it however I said it. So I could go, well, I already said this. Well, okay, I get that. I could say it the same way again, but you're still not gonna understand it. And I feel like that's another thing that a good mentor needs to be patient with and say, okay, 
I said it in a way that I thought was clear. Obviously it wasn't. So how do I now show or say or explain this in a better or a different way that they will understand it? And it's up to me as the mentor to be like, okay, let's let's try this again. Maybe we do need to jump on a phone call. Maybe I need to do a screen share and go through this and actually show you on my calculator or show you on my Google Maps or do whatever. So it's about making them feel comfortable in that. And again, so a few of the key things here are, you know, if you feel like you can't trust the advice of a mentor or partner or business associate now, it is time to break up. If you feel like you are not in a place that you can come to them and ask them questions or advice because you feel like you're bothering them or you feel like you are put in a defensive place or not getting straight answers or just don't feel comfortable, you feel like they're berating you or angry with you or whatever because you're, you're asking them questions about your investment, your money, and your business, which is what you kind of paid them for it's time for a professional breakup. If you feel like you're constantly getting nowhere with that person and the communication is constantly frustrating and you feel like you're drained or angry or more confused after each call or visit or session or whatever, you have probably outgrown that relationship. So find somebody else politely. You don't have to have a nasty breakup, but start testing the waters. And again, the biggest thing is you know, are they, are they where you want to be? Do they understand the systems that you use? And that's another quick thing before I end this is, you know, there's so many different systems out there. There's, you know, like smartphone and Podio and, and Salesforce and, and uh, Mojo dial and Zen call. Like there's all these different tools and stuff like that that people use. And I know people that have made money with all of them. So they all work, but is there one that works a little bit more simple for you? And if you're just starting out and you find a team that specializes in something, to me, I think it's more important that if you are going to outsource this to a team to make sure that your team see what systems they're using. Okay, I got these marketing guys. What are they familiar with? What are they not familiar with? Because if I'm starting a new relationship with a marketing team and I'm having them start on a new system or a new tool or a new CRM that they don't even know, it, it's going to be a really hard learning curve starting in. But if they know that they have X, Y, and Z down, no problem um, with whatever you know, hey, you know, we know Podio, we know it inside and out, we got it down, we know Mojo tools, we know, you know, uh, uh, PropStream, whatever it is. Okay, that's going to help a little bit because that's one less thing we have to worry about. So knowing that you're able to ask questions about that, you're communicating in a good way with them, they're patient and helpful with helping and make sure that you understand and are getting the answers to the question that you have are all good signs. So make sure you're communicating with them, you feel good with them. Great example, I'm getting, I'm getting a surgery soon. And I saw a couple of different doctors, but the specific doctor that came in that's going to be my surgeon, he came in, he was making me laugh. He took the edge off and was really funny about some of the things that were okay to be funny about, but was able to turn and be serious when he needed to be serious. And he gave me clear answers when I needed clear answers. And he, he knew how to read the room. He knew how to deal with me. He knew how to keep me interested, make me feel comfortable, but also let me see that there was, you know, there's times you have to be serious and there's times you need to listen. And then there's times that we can have fun. And that's what this whole thing should be. And, and you know, again, that might alarm some people. I don't want my surgeon to make me laugh. To me, I thought it, it showed some, um, some humanity, some, some characteristics that made me see that he was a normal person, you know, he wasn't a robot and it made me relate to him a little bit better, which helped establish trust for me. You know, some people might not like that. So again, find out who you use and um, who you communicate with and make sure that you're communicating again the same way. And I've said this before, but you know, if, if they're texters and you're not, you're a phone call guy, it's probably not going to work really well long-term. If you're somebody that needs 
constantly to be communicated with through email because you're always traveling and they need to always be on the phone with you or be on Zooms face to face. And you're a phone person because you don't like to be getting your face on the internet or, you know, you only want to debrief at the end of the day and they want to call you 14 times a day. You know, those are things that you need to work out. You know, that's a big thing I've used the example before about I can get a great contractor and he could build a whole house and do it perfect and do it for the same price and timeline as every other contractor. But I need to be FaceTimed or Zoomed once or twice a day from that job site to see what's happening. And they have a flip phone. That guy's going to need to call me and I'm not going to be able to get to utilize him the way that I need to. So he might be a great contractor. Not for me, because he's not going to be able to communicate with me and give me the information the way that I need to. And it's going to cause tension. It's going to cause problems and it's going to slow things down because there's going to be a communication gap and that's going to make things bust out a little bit longer. So hopefully um, that triggered some things for you guys that when you're listening to it, you're going, okay, you know what? The, he's talking about me here. I understand this. Yeah, it is time for a breakup or maybe I got to give him a couple more chances. But, um, you know, I, and I do sometimes I'll talk to a supervisor. And I'll go, okay, I got to get, I got to get the top guy on now. If you're not dealing with the top guy and just have a conversation with them. Like, yeah, I got to be honest. It's been three, four weeks now. I'm frustrated. Maybe it's me. If it's something I'm doing wrong, tell me, let's talk about this. And that, that's literally what I did. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe this is my fault. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I see. And I wanted to make sure that I'm not missing anything or seeing this in a different way or being unfair. And um, it turned out I wasn't. And I think when you do that and you come to it, and you address those issues calmly from a logical place and from a place of wanting to solve it for everybody and not from a place of pointing fingers or being emotional or mean or nasty. Um, and you truly come from like, Hey, I want to solve this. I want this to be better for everybody. Here's where I'm at. What do you think? Like, let's talk this out. Let's figure out. And if we can't, and this is not a good fit then that's okay too, but, but let's really have a talk about this. Uh, and I think that that's the mature way to do business as in general, because you never know, you know, maybe you want to come back, you want to get back together down the road, maybe they fix whatever problem or fired the guy that you were dealing with that didn't work out. So just all good life lessons in business that hopefully this was something helpful for you guys on your Memorial Day. This was just supposed to be a short, sweet episode. So hopefully it was just that. I'll be back on Thursday. And again, uh, tip your waitresses, have a great weekend, have a great time with your family, pet your dogs. Hang out with your kids, go to jujitsu, do whatever it is you do. But uh, thank you very much for everybody who's been reaching out. And I will be in touch with each and every one of you uh, by the end of the week. So thank you so much. Please subscribe to this podcast, nicknick.com slash links. It's available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. And um, you're going to see there's some amazing guests coming up like Gary Tonin, Brian Callen, Steve Trang, all, all kinds of great people in business and real estate and Hollywood and comedy and sports and jujitsu. I got some amazing guests coming out and definitely check out the Bigger Pockets episode. So thank you so much. Some good stuff coming out. Have a great day. Hey.